0: if that woman was white our mother could never remember where she had found Mrs. Peacock a newspaper ad she'd say or I don't know maybe she sat for someone at the club but who at the club would have hired such a creature (laughs) in order to become a member you had to meet certain requirements one of them being that you did not know people like Mrs. Peacock (laughs) you did not go to the places where she ate or worshipped and you certainly didn't give her the run of your home I smelled trouble the moment her car pulled up, a piece of junk driven by a guy with no shirt on. He looked just old enough to start shaving, and remained seated as the figure beside him pushed open the door and eased her way out. This was Mrs. Peacock, and the first thing I noticed was her hair, which was the color of margarine, and fell in waves to the middle of her back. It was the sort of hair you might find on a mermaid, completely wrong for a 60-year-old woman who was not just heavy but fat and moved as if each step might be her last. (laughs) Mom, I called, and as my mother stepped out of the house, the man with no shirt backed out of the driveway and peeled off down the street. Was that your husband, my mother asked, and Mrs. Peacock looked at the spot where her car had been. No, she said, that's just Keith. Not my nephew Keith, or Keith, who works at the filling station and is wanted in five states, but <laughs> just Keith, as if we had read a book about her life and were expected <laughs> to remember all the characters. She'd do this a lot over the coming week, and I would grow to hate her for it. Someone would phone the house, and after hanging up, she'd say, So much for you, Gene, or I told Vicky not to call me here no more. Who's Eugene, we'd ask. What did Vicky do that was so bad And she'd tell us to mind our own business? She had this attitude, not that she was better than us, but that she was as good as us, and that simply was not true. <laughs> Look at her suitcase, tied shut with rope. Listen to her mumble, not a clear sentence to be had. A polite person would express admiration when given a tour of the house, but aside from a few questions regarding the stovetop, Mrs. Peacock said very little and merely shrugged when shown the master bathroom, which had the word master in it and was supposed to make you feel powerful and lucky to be alive. <laughs> I've seen better, her look seemed to say, but I didn't for one moment believe it. The first two times my parents left for vacation, my sisters and I escorted them to the door and said that we would miss them terribly. It was just an act designed to make us look sensitive in English. (laughs) But on this occasion, we meant it. (laughs) Oh, stop being such babies, our mother said. It's only a week. Then she gave Mrs. Peacock the look meaning, kids, what are you going to do? There was a corresponding look that translated to, you tell me. But Mrs. Peacock didn't need it, for she knew exactly what she was going to do—enslave us. (laughs) There was no other word for it. An hour after my parents left, she was lying face down on their bed, dressed in nothing but her slip. Like her skin, it was the color of Vaseline, an uncolor, really, which looked even worse with yellow hair. Add to this her great bare legs, which were dimpled at the inner knee and streaked throughout with angry purple veins— my sisters and I attempted diplomacy. Isn't there perhaps some work to be done? <laughs> <laughs> you there, the one with the glasses, Mrs. Peacock pointed at my sister Gretchen. Your mama mentioned they'd some sodi pops in the kitchen. Go fetch me one, why don't you? <laughs> do you mean Coca-Cola, Gretchen asked. That'll do, Mrs. Peacock said, and put it in a mug with ice in it. While Gretchen got the coke, I was instructed to close the drapes. It was, to me, an idea that bordered on insanity, and I tried my best to talk her out of it. The private deck is your room's best feature, I said. (laughs) Do you really want to block it out while the sun's still shining? She did. Then she wanted her suitcase. My sister Amy put it on the bed, and we watched as Mrs. Peacock untied the rope and reached inside, removing a plastic hand attached to a foot-long wand. The business end was no bigger than a monkey's paw. The fingers bent slightly inward as if they had been frozen in the act of begging. It was a nasty little thing, the nail slick with grease, and over the coming week we were to see a lot of it. To this day, should any of our boyfriends demand a back scratch,